Rolling down a backwoods Tennessee byway One arm Good morning, Alabama. What is going on? It is Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. Coming to you from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Monday, July 3rd. Hope you have some good plans for the 4th of July. You are listening to the BamaInsider.com podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. You can download or subscribe to any of our past or future shows by simply going to iTunes or Google Play and searching for Bama Insider podcast welcome to the program thanks for starting off your monday with us i know i'm excited about the fourth of july here in tuscaloosa eager to see what the south brings to the table in terms of firework production i must say i know tonight we got a barbecue plan with some family and friends we're gonna go watch some fireworks down to riverwalk and i heard that the amphitheater here in tuscaloosa puts on a pretty good show or at least there's fireworks within the vicinity. So definitely going to take the kids out there and watch some fireworks and celebrate the nation's birthday. Also, don't forget to thank those veterans who are back home or someone who's currently overseas. Send them a card. Tell them that you're thinking about them. I mean, these people are putting their life on the line so we could have freedom. So let's never take that for granted. And if you have someone out there that's in the military, we appreciate their service here at BamaInsider.com. Freedom should not be taken lightly, and it's something that has provided us a wonderful life here in this great country. Getting to the Dominant Series. I talked with the team, and we wanted to run something through the 4th of July week. And we came up with the Dominant Series. And today on BamaInsider.com, Kings of college football. And the story is pretty simple. It's the dominance that Alabama has had under Nick Saban and what has led up to that dominance under Nick Saban. And when you're doing research about Alabama football, at least within the last 10 years, it all goes back to Nick Saban. One aspect about this story that I found really interesting is that Nick Saban and Alabama football, they've suffered a tremendous amount of assistant coaching turnover. I mean, you're talking big-time guys who are helping the program get to where it is today, but also leaving for other spots within college football. Now, I point out most recently, Lane Kiffin left to Florida Atlantic. Following him, Steve Sarkeesian, just right after the national title game left to coach for the Atlanta Falcons. But this isn't anything new. I mean, you have Kirby Smart, who was a defensive coordinator, and following the 2015 season, he left to go take over Georgia. You have Jim McElwain, 2011, who was the offensive coordinator for Alabama. He left to go coach Colorado State, and this has been happening Not only those two times, but many times. And I found it interesting because Nick Saban has continued to show resiliency when losing high caliber coaches. And he's continued to win at the highest level every single year. You haven't seen the program drop off. And this year, it's going to be interesting again to see how new offensive coordinator 
Brian Dable comes into the program, coming from the New England Patriots as an assistant, as a tight ends coach, and now taking over as an offensive coordinator. I'm very interested to see what he can bring to the table to Alabama football and if there will be any new wrinkles to the offensive system. Just look how successful Alabama has been on both sides of the football. I think the outside perception is Alabama just runs the football and that's going to be their game. And while they do have a stable of the best running backs in college football, I think people underestimate their passing attack. And yes, I know shovel passes aren't necessarily downfield passes. But still, Alabama has been productive passing the football for the last several years. And I don't think that's going to change this year, especially with Jalen Hurts returning. I want to see if Brian Dable uses the tight ends a little bit more. Those swing passes to some of those very dangerous running backs out of the backfield. So I think there's a whole storyline around Brian Dable and how he's going to fit under Nick Saban. But the dominant series really highlights the fact that Alabama just continues to be successful and it all goes back towards Nick Saban. And another fact that I found interesting, and really I found this interesting when I first came to Tuscaloosa, was the fact that Saban refers to his program as an organization. I was really mind blown when I heard about that because from the outside, you just look at, okay, big time college football program, they win because they get the best athletes. And while I think that is partly the reason why Alabama has been successful, I think the main reason is because Nick Saban does all the little things correctly. He's the CEO of this organization, and it spirals down to every single employee, to every single coach, to the players, to the trainers, whoever it may be. It all starts at the top. With any successful organization, the success overall comes from up top. Everybody knows that. And Nick Saban is a wonderful CEO of the program. You're listening to the BamaInsider.com podcast. My name is Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com. You can download or subscribe to any of our future or past shows by simply going to iTunes or Google Play and just searching for the BamaInsider.com podcast. I dug up some interesting stats. This is for Alabama football under head football coach Nick Saban. Saban's record at Alabama is 119-19. and Alabama has won four national titles under Saban, 2009, 2011, 2012, and 2015. Alabama's record at home under Saban is 63-7. Alabama is 10-0 in season openers under Saban. Alabama is also 10-0, or Saban is also 10-0 against former assistants turned head coaches. I bring that up because Jimbo Fisher, who's a Florida State coach, was the offensive coordinator for Saban at LSU. Alabama is 25 and 8 against top 10 teams under Saban. Alabama is 8 and 4 in bowl games since 2007. 
Alabama is 20-6 and six in neutral site games under Saban. Since 2007, Alabama has never won a national title when entering the season ranked number one in the AP poll. While at Alabama, Saban is 0-3 in the Sugar Bowl. And also interesting, coming off a loss, which Alabama is, Alabama is only 9-6 under Saban. So you can read the complete article of the first part of the dominant, dominant series on BamaInsider.com. Good stuff. You can check it out, and then you can jump into the premium message boards and comment with thousands of Alabama football subscribers. I, I love the message boards. I know some people look at them as kind of a, a thorn in their side, but I love to go on there. And it doesn't bother me, these you know, some of these guys that are more negative, like our friend RTNJ20. I, I love talking with everyone. Everyone brings a unique perspective to the message board, and I, I really can't get enough of it. I've always been a message board guy, and now to rub elbows with some of our favorite fans from the Alabama website, it's awesome. So if you want pure entertainment, jump on over to BamaInsider.com and comp a subscription. No better time than right now with the football season on the horizon. Still got one more month with no football in the month of July, but we'll get you through it. We got the Dominant Series running this week. Next week, the following week, is SEC Media Day in Hoover, Alabama. I'm, I'm really excited about that as well. I mean, this is all new for me. I'm not worn out after 10 or 15 years. I, I'm excited. This is all new to me. I'm, I've heard SEC Media Day is awesome. So you're going to have all the head coaches from the SEC along with some of their top players, probably one or two. They're going to be in Hoover, Alabama, fielding questions from hundreds of media members. We're going to bring that coverage to you on BamaInsider.com. Tony Sukalis and I have already received SEC media credentials, so stay tuned for that. So we have a pretty good you know, first two weeks of July set up. And then in that third week of July, we have the Champions Barbecue, which is a recruiting event where Alabama will host several of the nation's top prospects right here in Tuscaloosa. They'll do some barbecuing, and they'll roll out the red carpet for some of these big-time targets that Alabama is chasing down as the football season approaches. Now, over the weekend, in case you missed it, Alabama landed their sixth commitment from the class of 2018, and Stefan Wynn, 6'5", 285-pound lineman out of the IMG Academy, picked Alabama over South Carolina and Georgia. Here's what Wynn had to say on the commitment. Um, the opportunity to play early as a freshman because, uh, you know, they're losing a lot of linemen to the draft and a lot of seniors. So, I mean, they told me if I come in and play as hard as I can play and work hard early in January when I'm a little early, I have a chance for a freshman. And that's, I mean, Alabama is just one of the best places in the country. Uh, it just seems different on there. As soon as we, as soon as we got into Tuscaloosa and we put in on campus, it was just a different feel than anywhere in the country. And, uh, you know, Coach Dunbar is a denying coach. He, played, he coached 11 years in the league, so I'm going to get NFL experience coaching in the college. So that was, a, I mean, that was just a big thing for me. 
when did you know that it was going to be? When did you know that was going to be the choice? To be honest, as soon as I left, as soon as I got back home, me and my parents were talking. He's like, "Is that what you want to do?" I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I want to have a chance to play in the NFL. I want to be successful. I want to win ball games. I want to have fun. You know, I just want, I just want to have a chance to do something that my dad also didn't get to do." How happy, how happy are you to get this announcement out of the way? How important was it to have this announcement here in Anderson? It was very important to me. Uh, I mean, it's just, Anderson's where I grew up at all my life. Uh, I left Anderson to go, you know, to IMT, to, you know, get closer to my dream of being great and making it to the next level. So it, I was, it was really important for me to come back home and just do this in front of all my home people who supported me since I was little and been here for Special thanks to GamecockCentral.com for bringing us that audio feed from Stefan Wynn's commitment. As we close up the program, wanted to make sure you checked out Hendo's Best from the Weekend. Little feature I throw together every Sunday night kind of highlights the, the most interesting topics from the weekend, week, whatever you want to call it. The opening took place in Oregon at Nike World Headquarters. Tons of big-time football talent from across the country out in attendance. Saw Alabama Commitment. Xavier Williams doing his thing. Also saw him posted with Jerry Rice, the GOAT, greatest receiver of all time, no doubt about it. If you think somebody else is a better wide receiver than Jerry Rice, you need to go to the doctor because Jerry Rice is the greatest. Of course, I'm a 49er football fan, so maybe I'm a little slighted in that regard. Also saw Alabama receiver Calvin Ridley doing his thing, pulling down a one-handed grab. Saw Alabama receiver or Alabama target Justin Ross pulling down some one-handed grabs. I think it's going to come down to Alabama, Clemson, Auburn for Justin Ross, the five-star out of Phoenix City in Alabama. Also highlighted Chandler Taylor of Alabama, the big-time bomber, took second in the college baseball home run derby. Go watch some of that video. Kid was dropping bombs. Props to him. Seems like a little bit more publicity is coming out around Alabama baseball. It would be great if those guys were good. I think they will be under new coach Brad Bohannon. That park is just too nice not to go to. As mentioned, we highlighted the Alabama football commitments. Alabama now up to six. Five out of six are four stars. So Alabama climbing the recruiting rankings. Also recapped our podcast with David Morris from QBCountry.com. In fact, let's play that audio right now on Morris comparing Jalen Hurts to Dak Prescott. I, I see a little Dak Prescott in him. Wow. Uh, I think I think you know he's a young guy. I mean, he's uh, going to be a sophomore, true sophomore. I, I I really could see him growing into a Dak Prescott type. Uh, quarterback you know he's a physical big physical guy similar size to Dak uh, you know Dak has Dak's greatest ability maybe is touch I think that's one of the things that uh, it, most strong arm guys need to work on is is the ability to have touch uh, because they're you know kind of blessed with the big strong arm uh, and, and vice versa for a guy that has you know great anticipation or great touch last time they need to work on uh, arm strength so you know, I think as he continues to grow and continues to get games under his belt, I, I could I could see it kind of heading in that direction. Well, that's all I got on the BamaInsider.com podcast. 
Hope you've enjoyed the program. We plan to bring you more programs as the football season gets closer. It's almost that time. The Alabama 2017 football season just around the corner, and we'll bring it to you every single day on BamaInsider.com. Close it out with a little Dixieland delight. My email is Kyle at BamaInsider.com. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter, Twitter at BamaInsider. Same on Facebook, Facebook.com backslash Bama Insider. Have a great 4th of July with your family and friends. We'll talk soon. Tennessee Byway One arm on the wheel Holding my lover With the other A sweet, soft, southern thrill Worked hard all week Got a little jingle